This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Happy Homes and Gardens. I'm your host. My name is Daphne Royce. I am a real estate broker, architecture, and interior designer. With 35 years in business, Teller International is the number one ranked global matchmaking company. Jill Kelleher is the founder of the company, and her daughter Amber Kelleher and Juice is its CEO. Together, they have successfully matched couples around the world. Let's welcome Amber and Erica Felch, who is a network developer and Kelleher International. Hello, Amber and Erica. Hi, Daphne. Thank you so much for having us. Hi, Daphne. Happy to be here. Please tell us who you are and why you do what you do today. Sure. Well, um, you mentioned the founder of Kelleher International is Jill, um, and that is my mom. And um, back in the 80s, when there was really no other way to meet somebody unless you went to a bar or a gym at the time, people were just starting to work out at a gym. Um, There really weren't a lot of options. Um, Most people met in college, but now people were starting to go to college for their career and they were putting finding a husband or a wife, um, uh, you know, secondary to going and actually exploring the world and finding a career for yourself. So a lot of single people in their 20s and 30s kind of found themselves a little lost And she started Kelleher International to be um, an alternative for people that are really busy, focused on their careers, haven't found the one, or maybe somebody that's recently out of a divorce, doesn't want to get back into what they used to call the meat market. Um, Years later, there are, of course, advances in technology. We have computers, we have dating sites, and we have apps, um, everything from Tinder to Match.com. But I think our personalized service still stands the test of time. People are truly looking for a real genuine match and they're tired of the frustrations of the um, misrepresentation that's online. So we are still a personalized matchmaking firm. We work for kind of the top two percentile of entrepreneurs and um, everyone from the Royal family to celebrities to, you know, maybe the man next door that's just really successful and looking for his love life or her love life. And um, we've expanded. We're a global company But we have about 45 employees, and Erica is a fabulous uh, network developer, and she's joining us today and is part of the Kelleher uh, family business. Wonderful. And how difficult is matching people? (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) How difficult it is to match people? I'll have Erica also mention this because she's in the day-to-day of matching I've, I've seen trends. I mean, I really believe that um, back in the 80s and 90s, it was more difficult because people had a hard time describing who they are and then also having to focus on what they're looking for. They were, again, so used to meeting people in college or meeting people through friends that they really didn't have to go through the thought process of describing themselves. We're really lucky that now they just, you know, send us their profile. It's already thought out. It's already written. But you still have to look at you know, putting two people together and the older they are, the more difficult it is to blend lives. You know, you get a little set in your ways. You understand your routine, your children, where they go to school, your religion, your politics, things kind of get settled in as you get older. And so when you're blending two people together and you're having to match all of those things, it's really going to come down to, to, um, I think, morals, values, flexibility in terms of geographic location, and um, and then you need to really understand who you are and be a re- realistic with what you are um, asking for in return in terms of a partner. But Erica, what do you what do you think about uh, the how easy is it to match someone? 
Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about what I do in my day-to-day. I wear, wear many hats, actually. So I'm helping onboard new clients. I'm I'm meeting with them and talking about who they are, what their values are, like Amber said, what are they looking for long-term, five, 10 years down the road. I'm meeting with new participants who are wanting to be added to our network and our database. I'm actively recruiting and meeting people in in the real world, um, seeing who they are, what they're about, uh, adding engagement of recognition of what Kelleher is. Some people have heard of the company, some people it's new to them. So I'm constantly bringing in new people, meeting people, vetting them, screening, interviewing, creating bios, um, difficulty with the matchmaking itself but it can be really easy. So it really depends. It's so individual from client to client. We can nail it out of the park on the first match. There's been so many scenarios where we introduce that first person and they go, oh my gosh, you found my person. And then there's other times where it takes the journey and they, they meet people and they discover things about themselves or maybe their wants and something they thought they knew they wanted has changed along the way based on the people they've met. Because they're learning as they're going and they're changing. I had a gentleman say, Amber, I want to add something to my profile that I'm looking for. And I said, what is that? And he said, I want a woman with grace. And I said, well, that's interesting. Where did that come from? Because I'd had his profile for like six months. He said, you introduced me to a woman the other night who had grace. And he said, I now know that that's what I want in a relationship. He didn't think that she was the one, but he noticed that quality was missing in what he was asking for. And, and grace is a very specific quality. You either have it or you don't. And it enabled us to find his match much faster because he added that one characteristic to it. And he wouldn't have known he desired that unless he'd met someone that possessed it. So you do learn as you go. And we're always moving the needle forward and kind of discovering who you ultimately can be with, not necessarily who you think you should be with in the beginning. How interesting. What are the most common traits that individuals focus on? I think people make a big mistake in focusing on the other person. You know, they say this person needs to be uh, six foot tall or she needs to be petite and she needs to have X amount of money or he has to have this kind of job. You know, we're always looking outside of ourselves for this amazing person that we believe we should be with. And while I think it's important to know what you want, in this case, the gentleman that said, I'd like to add grace to the profile, we have to know what we're searching for. But it's really important that it all starts in internally. And um, if people are emotionally available and ready for a relationship, they've probably done a deep dive into themselves. You know, who am I really? How am I showing up? What am I asking for? Why haven't I found it? What can I learn from um, previous mistakes or relationships? And so that's really where I think Eric and I have fun is, is talking with people that are emotionally mature, have a high EQ and are ready to take the plunge into finding the love of their life, not just someone that fits that list of height, weight, age, looks, wants kids, lives locally. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that that's still the profiles that are going on on the internet and on dating apps. It's it's somewhat humiliating if you actually want to be seen as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I, we met with a client today who was a man and he said, you know, I've really done the work. I've done the deep dive. 
here's who I am. This is what I've done. And now run with it. You know, he started from that place of this is me. This has been my journey and didn't have the list. And that's really fun for us because then we can all be on that journey together and play and discover together. Of course, we've experienced the opposite side of this is the narrow criteria that I'm searching for. And that's also really fun because I love the surprise that can happen in situations where they think they have this specific criteria and then they meet someone that blows it out of the water and they go, Oh my gosh, this has completely changed my life and my views and what I thought I needed. And now my world has changed. So I love that as well. I love that too. How interesting you guys kind of put people together and how do you qualify your clients? Well, there's a lot of different ways that we qualify. It's kind of multi-layered. So we'll start kind of on, you know, 100,000 feet down. It's like we do have a marketing campaign. So a lot of people will see us in the airlines. I should say 36,000 feet, maybe not 100,000 feet. Um, So they'll see us in the airlines. They'll see us um, on television. Uh, You know, they'll read about us in, in articles. We've been on covers of magazines Vanity Fair, you know, page six, all, all of the places where you have kind of that social, social presence. And, and, um, we're, we're considered a powerhouse in, in our industry because we were the first and, you know, we're the largest and we still are super successful. So we have that. And so there's a certain type of person that's going to be, you know, flying in the airline or, or reading that periodical or watching that television. There's also a huge referral. Um, we, I think we rely on maybe 40% of our leads are coming from current clients. So that already is a little bit of a, of a screening process in itself. It's, it's very much referral uh, based. And then we have... Um, the software kind of do a little bit of the screening. So we get about a hundred thousand inquiries or more every, every few months. So let's say we take 20,000 in a, in a single month and there's about a thousand of them that actually feel like we might be a fit. So 19,000 are going to bounce. Oh, this is too expensive. Oh, they're really serious. Oh, this is matchmaking. I, I want to hook up. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. So you have kind of this natural, you know, bounce, which is intentional because we are a very serious company. We're ready for people that are really wanting to find the love of their life. They don't have to get married. Not everybody wants to get married a second or a third time or even a first time, but they want true love. And so, um, so there's that screening process of our marketing campaign. Then there's the software where they're, we're very transparent with who we are in the beginning. And then we have about a hundred phone calls every single month. And out of that, we take about 25. So we're, we're very similar to, um, to an exclusive club where you have people that, um, you know, they're not all tennis players or they're not all golfers or they're not all into one thing, but they're all single. They're all eligible. They're all successful. They're all passionate. They're all educated. They're all realistic. They've all been screened. So you do end up kind of with, even though you have different race, different age, different occupation, they're very similar in their place in their life where they're ready for that. And in that case, it's, it is a little bit like a club. And so there's a membership and, and, you know, there's an approval process and they have to get through it. And if they do, then like Erica says, we're, we're off and running and it's our, our delight and our joy to find them um, someone to spend their life with. I understand your services is completely confidential. How do you match while maintaining confidentiality? Well, a lot of that is changing. I mean, we we started off confidential because 
like you said, not a lot of people were comfortable with letting everybody know that they were single and searching. I think over the years, online dating has really changed that. I mean, you basically can very comfortably say, what dating platform, what dating app are you on? And you know, nine times out of 10, someone's going to be like, oh, I'm on this, this, and this. So I think where we're going to see a tipping point because they've failed the masses so 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 blatantly because they're really built for data collecting, not necessarily to find the one. And they make money when you're on their app. So it's gamification and it's not designed to truly find someone and then leave the platform. But I think what we're going to see in the next few years is it's what matchmaker are you with? Um, not just what dating app are you with? So I think we're seeing the, well, I know we're seeing a rise in the popularity of matchmaking and the decline in people that are relying on a um, a technology or an algorithm to find them, a, a, you know, like I said, a, a, a human being. In terms of confidentiality, when we're matching a client with a client, once you are in our community as a member, you've signed a contract, you will know who you're meeting. We don't keep that a secret within that. But if you meet someone through us, you're not allowed to go onto the internet and say, guess who I just met. So you're once you are um, part of our membership, we're all discreet within the bubble, but we're matching people and we're sharing first and last names and all the information. And you don't go into a blind date with us. You go in as if you're on your third date, you know, so much about them. It's, it's important to know who you're going to meet. Typically what we keep confidential and something that when people join, they're surprised by and and they have relief is that when you fill out a profile, that profile is completely confidential and will not be shared. So this is personal information about your life, your journey, your your wants, your values, characteristics, political views, uh, religion. Those things are kept confidential, and that's for our purposes for searching and for matching people up. We always ask, you know, what would you like us to to tell the client or the the participating member about you? What are the things that are really important for you to share? We might share a photo or two and a, a quick bio about them, but we are discreet. And typically, you know, initially we won't share last names so that people aren't Googling right away and have sort of a preconceived notion or opinion. We really want their authentic self to be brought forward. So we'll describe who they are and their lifestyle and their core values and characteristics and really what they're looking for long-term initially. And then obviously once they have met, you know, they know who they are. And uh, if there's a, a specific client that's hoping to keep their first name confidential, initially, we want to honor that and we might yeah. give an, an alias name. Calvahar International also provide additional services that other matchmaking companies do not have, such as a relationship coaching, a social club, and your famous annual trip to Necker Island hosted by mm-hmm. Sir Richard Branson. Please tell us more about your services and this exciting activities. Well, I just got back actually from Necker Island. So I've been home for maybe just a few days. And um, I met Richard Branson in 2013. Um, We have a common friend and he had, he had his foundation, I think for a solid 10 years when I met him and his foundation is called Virgin Unite. It's a beautiful foundation. Uh, a lot of people that had donated to that foundation happened to be Kelleher related. They were clients or they had met through our company, created foundations that were fu- helping to fund part of Virgin Unite. So we had a lot of crossover. He'd heard of our company and I got invited to his island. We talked about 
adding people and planet to the profit line of major corporations. And Kelleher is not a public company. We are a privately held company, but we talked about how there is no carbon footprint. Um, we don't make gidgets and widgets and we don't have uh, any pollution and we're we're not, um, my goodness, we're not even driving to work anymore <laughs> because we all have uh, the ability to work virtually. So it, and, and then, you know, what is, what is our mission? What is our, um, our product? It's love, it's people, it's relationships. So from top to bottom, we were an example of a company that is paying it forward, that is doing well and is helping others and is not necessarily um, making the world, uh, polluting the world while doing it. So we ended up shaking hands and he said, you've got a skill of putting people together. Perhaps you could pull a group together and curate um, some of the heads of all business. And we could together talk about changing the world through businesses, adding people and planet to the, to the profit line and making a movement faster than if you were just selling your company as an individual and giving to charity later. So that was the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I became a board member, an advisor on his board, and um, I brought one group of people in 2014 and it worked out so well. He said, but can you do it again? And four months later, I did it again. And he said, well, that's incredible. But a third time would solidify it. We did it a third time, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. And now we're looking at our 10 year uh, anniversary. Collectively, I think we've at, we've changed about 72 companies. We've raised um, about 4 million in just uh, funds for Virgin Unite, but we've raised over um, probably 100 million in all of the different benefits that we call ripple effects that have extended beyond Necker. I'll give you one quick example. Two nights ago, uh, 10 people from the trip met at a gala for Omni Peace which is building music schools for children in Africa. And we raised another 60K, just our table alone from Necker Island. So it's the beginning of something even bigger. Um, so we have a social club and the social club flagship is um, our gathering on Necker Island, which is once a year. And it's Richard Branson's event. So he's with us for the full five days, which is very rare and really special. Um, we also do other social events. Usually they're philanthropic based. We are um, extending, um, you know, our support to uh, various communities and um, globally and uh, foundations and charities. But then we have coaching and coaching can be relationship coaching. It can be one-on-one -on -one coaching. It can be um, working um, in a life plan so that you're looking at your health and your you know, wellness and your work and your relationships. So we definitely say we're more than a match. And we know that we're matching on purpose. We are matching people with foundations, with projects. We created a movie. We raised $3 million for a movie called Love, Sonia, which were uh, David Walmark and Tabrez Narani. They did um, uh, Slumdog Millionaire and Life of Pi, won Academy Awards, and they wanted to do a small independent movie about sex trafficking to try to raise awareness that that girls are literally put into car, you know um, containers and taken across the world and are um, sold right here in Los Angeles. And uh, we raised $3 million. We, we made a movie and uh, almost got an Academy Award for it. And those were Kelleher clients that were coming together, raising funds to bring awareness around sex trafficking. So it's so much more than a match, but we start with single people that are eligible, interested in finding the love of their life. Once we get to know them, we can match them with a lot of projects that make their life even more meaningful. And then they get to find someone to share that life with, which is great. The coaching piece, just a little bit. Um, I work very closely with our relationship coach, and she's also one of the head matchmakers. 
And it's so incredible what she does with our clients. She has typically people will come in before they even want to be matched and they will work with her and say, you know, either they are newly out of a divorce or they've been in the real world and having a difficult time or they're coming out of the hamster wheel of the dating apps and they're having a difficult time navigating and finding their person and they really want to do the deep dive. And she's there to help navigate them through you know, where do you really want to go? What do you really want to be? Who is that person that you envision yourself with? She helps with blind spots and, you know, people that have sort of narrowed their view in dating and really enlightens things that they haven't even seen in themselves. Typically there's times where people have trauma work they want to work through and really get to the place of healing where they're open and ready for that relationship. So she'll work with people before we even start matching them so that they're really in a place of, of openness and authenticity before they even start dating. Um, And she's there to help along the way as well. So it's really beautiful work that she's doing with people. How amazing to hear about Color International, not just finding the love, but you also do all the good cause to change the world. I'm really impressed about what you do. Yeah, we can change the world one match at a time. Just give us a, <laughs> give us a year and we'll, <laughs> you know what our, our tagline is, um, is we transform lives through purposeful connection and love. And we do see that transformation. You know, somebody might think that they're ready because they've they've done the so-called work and then they get in and they start talking to us and they go, you know, I never thought about that. Or I had, I had a gentleman that sat down with me once he'd just broken up with his girlfriend. He thought she was, you know, it was just another relationship in his mind and he was moving on and somebody had mentioned us and he thought, Oh, this sounds interesting. So there I am sitting with him at the Peninsula hotel in Los Angeles, really good looking guy. And, um, you know, signs the contract. And, and I thought of a woman right away for him. Her name was Rebecca. And I said, I already have your match. So I called him later that day. I gave him Rebecca's number after I got her approval because that's how it works. We call the women first and get their approval. And, and then when we give the, the gentleman the information, she's expecting his call. So Rebecca calls me like a week later and she says, you know, I never heard from that great guy that you told me about. I said, how's that possible? He's brand new. He's so excited. I can't believe he hasn't called you. So I called him back and I said, hey, you haven't called Rebecca. And he goes, you know, I've been meaning to call you. He says, I'm so sorry. He says, I'm getting married how can you get married? You haven't even called her yet. (laughs) He says, no, no, no. I'm marrying my ex-girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell you, thank you. And I said, what, how is this possible? What do you, what do you mean? And he said, when we sat down in the peninsula, you asked the most incredible personal questions for the first time. He said, you made me think about all the choices that I've made. And I realized I had stepped away from the love of my life. And he said, I was so busy with work and I was so selfish. I didn't even notice it. But when I heard, he said, when I heard myself talking during our conversation, I realized that's the woman that I want to marry. That's the love of my life. So he went back and proposed to her. So of course, the next thing I say is, oh, you're probably going to want your money back because we never even used our services. I said, let me find out how I can get that to you right away. And he says, no, he says, I want you to keep it. He says, that was the money best well spent. He said, I'm getting married because of you. Wow. That advice changed everyone's lives. Yeah. He had never been asked questions that made him think in the way in which we did. And, you know, so poor, poor Rebecca had to find her a different match. <laughs> <laughs> Men in particular, they really don't sometimes think about things 
And it's the most important decision of their life. It's who you are going to wake up with every single day. And it's who the mother of your children are going to be. Women think about it all the time. We are born thinking about who we're going to marry. Men just go out and try to find someone that they're attracted to. And then they try to fit that woman into their life. And we see the divorce rate. They are not choosing wisely. It is not working and they have to do the thinking first. And so we're not coaching people that need help in dating. We're coaching people to discover who they truly are so that they can end up with the most incredible person and never have to worry about an expensive divorce again. What is your favorite success story for the last years that you're working in this business? I don't know if I have a favorite success story. I have a recent one. Yeah, I've got a couple um, ones too. You go first. They're, they're not quite riding off into the sunset yet, but we'll see. Um, we we have a fairly new female client and she is lovely. She's stunning. She's success, highly successful. She's warm. She's one of the most uh, genuine people I've met. I mean, just true character, a good human being. And she recently wrote to us and she said, it's hard to imagine that you have introduced me to someone who is gorgeous, highly successful, and a genuinely good human being. We are so happy. We are connected at the hip. We're inseparable. Thank you so much. And now we don't, again, it's still fairly new, but I take that as a huge success where a client is so happy, they feel like their needs have been met. They, we created the impossible and made it possible for them. And I love those kinds of stories where people think, gosh, like, how do I, how do I find someone that is like me, you know, and adds value to my life. But people come to us that are whole and, you know, they, they don't want someone to complete them. They really want to share and add to someone's life. So when that happens, it's just so beautiful. We had a, a, a woman um, contact my mom just this week. I guess she had come across us on LinkedIn or maybe she was in the airline and she saw us. And she says, Jill, you probably don't remember me, but 26 years ago, you introduced me to the love of my life. And she said, I just wanted to tell you, we're just as happy now as we ever were. We're still together. And thanks to you. I've got this great family. And she sent pictures of her of her um, grown daughter in college. And uh, it was just kind of like a, hey, by the way, just so you know, this works. <laughs> so that was really cute. I talked to somebody uh, two weeks ago and um, it was a gentleman uh, named David that was up in San Francisco. I matched him with his wife maybe 10 years ago. And David called and said, I want to send you my daughter because um, we really think that she's ready. She's in her late late twenties and she works for one of the top companies in the world. So she's super busy. Of course, focus, focus, focused on her career. And he's going, oh shoot, she's, you know, she really needs to start thinking about her love life. So David sends me his daughter. We start talking, she's dating someone. And I said, isn't it great that you've, that you can meet someone through us and knowing that your father has been married through us. And she goes, well, that's not all. She says, my best friend's getting married through you guys. And I said, you're kidding. I said, that's, that's pretty wild. And she said, yeah, she's getting married in Lake Como this summer. And I said, who is it? And she told me who it was. And this was somebody that I'd taken in Necker Island. I think he's the greatest guy in the world. I said, oh my God, your best friend is marrying this amazing man. And she said, yeah, there's no better match for my friend. She said, I don't know how you guys did it. She said, you could look over the whole world. There's no two people that should be together more than these two. And she said, they're getting married in Lake Como. So that was like a three-layer 
uh, success. But I do have a favorite one, if I can still share that. There And Erica, I don't know if you know about this one. This is, I think this is by far will always be my favorite. So a gentleman joined in Texas. He described, uh, you know, who he is and what he's looking for. And when he was talking about his type, he says, you know, I have a very specific type. He said, actually, I've been trying to meet this one woman in church. And he says, I always see her from behind. She has beautiful red hair, porcelain skin. She's absolutely beautiful. And she's got Christian values. I see her in church. He said, but she's always with her family. So I've never, we're like, why didn't you introduce yourself? He says, well, I've never just had, you know, the nerve. She's with her family. It's church. I don't know if it's appropriate. So he described her to us. And so we kind of knew his type. Anyway, we go into our files, we find a match for him and we tell him about her. They connect on the phone. He pulls up to the front of her house. The door opens and the woman walking to the car, I still get chills today, is the woman from church. We did not know this. We just matched him based on what he was asking for. It was the woman that he had longed to have meet for, I don't know, it was probably a good solid year. They are married. They have two kids. Every time they're on the airline, they hold the kids magazine with my picture in it. They take pictures. So I have like this chronological age of their kids growing up. They are so happy. And to this day, he cannot believe that we called the one and only match that he had was the woman that he had wanted to meet all along. So I I think that might be my favorite one. Those are beautiful stories. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun business to be in because it's always you know, lots of love. Not everybody's happy. We have to deal with that. But, you know, it's a journey for everyone. And there's lessons in why things don't work out. How many countries you are serving currently? Do you find matchmaking different in other cultures? Well, I consider New York a different culture from Texas, from uh, Orange County. <laughs> I consider L.A. a different culture from Orange County. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's interesting. Just in the United States, we stay busy trying to find the similarities of people that are in, you know, Colorado compared to somebody that's in North Carolina. There's enough there's enough differences right here truly in America. Um we're in Canada. Uh we've been in London for years. We we've matched people in 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 France and in a few places, but we mostly advertise in the United States and you know, we've had some some um some clients in Asia. We've done a lot of TV and radio in Australia. Uh, we've got a fabulous woman that's in in Perth right now that was on our Necker trip. I think we had five people from Africa, one from Australia, one from the Cayman Islands, one from London, three from Canada, um, one from the Netherlands, one from Switzerland. We had a really interesting group on Necker and they were all, you know, members of our, of our, um, organization, but they were global. But I would, I would say realistically, we're at least 90% of everybody that we work with is, is at least has a home in the United States or travels here enough to make sense of, of a match. Let's talk about your memberships. Do you have a different memberships levels? Yes, definitely. Um, I created a way to work with people years ago that was really based on our company and the level of work that we do on their behalf, as opposed to how much money is your bank, what's your net worth, and how much can you afford to spend? I think that matchmaking has really um, taken advantage of people in that um, there is not a lot of rules and regulations. I think that's why Kelleher stands out. We're a family business. 
we based our, um, you know, our, we have morals and values and ethics and, and we really only work with people that we feel that we can be successful with. Now we're not successful with everyone, but we, we only bring them on through the approval process. If we believe that we have a, a, a fair shot at it and if they are realistic, um, with it, but so we, our memberships range from locally working with someone, which would assign one team. You could have multiple offices, which is called a multi-office where maybe you're New York, Florida, and Texas, or maybe you're bi-coastal. Um, then there's people that say, you know, I can kind of be anywhere at any time. I'd like to have a national search. I don't want to be limited. Maybe she's in Kansas. Who knows? Um, you know, just find me the best match and I'll work out the logistics. So that would be a national. And then we have international where it goes into Canada, goes over to Europe, possibly down to Australia or international people that again, live in other countries, but frequent the United States where it makes sense. We've done special searches for people in other countries. I, I, I matched a gentleman that lived in Geneva. I had 435 opportunities for him to meet. I think he met maybe 14 people um, out of all of the ideas that I had. We are really a search firm. We can work with anybody anywhere in the world, but if they never come to the United States, it's just maybe not as interesting for us because we have the largest database in the country. So it's nice to be able to, to, to uh, dial into our own, you know, network of, of incredible people that, that Erica gets to talk to regularly. She's always in the files. Huh? I think what's interesting for people to know we have about half of our clients are women. And whenever I talk to people and I'm telling them the history of the company and how we work and the process and you know how many clients we have, they're always shocked to know that we have a, a good amount of female clients. And I think typically in the matchmaking world, people have this stereotype that it's catered toward men. So, you know, we really are all about the female empowerment. And I think people are always excited to hear, wow, you have women clients. That's amazing. Yeah, there we should. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> looking for love. And, and if you can, and you have the resources, you know, come to us. Um, it's, it's really important to have the equality and um, we're, we're all about that at Kelleher. There was a gentleman that got married through us and he was really, you know, wealthy and everything. And, and he said, he says, you know, it never occurred to me that you would introduce me to a woman that is more successful than me. He says, I never, I never thought of it. He says, I'm always the one taking care. He says, I took care of my ex-wife. I just, I take care of my kids. I just assumed I was going to take care of the person that you introduced me to. And he goes, and I'm fine with that. He says, I have the money. And he says, but she has more money than me. And then he goes, do you understand our lifestyle? He's like, we're sailing here. We're at the horseback riding there. He says, we're yachting here. He says, oh my God. <laughs> and when I called him, I said, what are you doing right now? He says, we're eating chocolate cake, watching the sunset in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that sounds pretty good. He says, yeah, we have a good life. He says, you did good. So, and he met, he met his wife within six weeks of working with us. So, and he wasn't, he, you know, he was 60 years old, married his high school sweetheart, had three kids and she left him out of nowhere, totally devastated, never thought he'd date again. And two or three years into just being this single 60 something year old, his kids in now in their thirties said, no way, dad, you are too young to throw your life away. You are joining. And they looked us up and he flew and he met us. 
And in six weeks, he's, he met the woman and he said, I thought I was married to the love of my life. And he said, but I wasn't. He said, you found me the love of my life. He said, I'm happier now than I was in my marriage. And he said, and I didn't think I could even meet somebody as, as good as my wife. So you just don't know the possibilities until you actually do something for yourself. You invest in yourself and you take that leap of faith. Everyone's trying to do it on their own in this crazy world of online dating. And they're just, they're just hitting walls and they're getting depressed and they're losing sight, you know? So this is a, this is a way to put a check mark next to your love life. Matchmaking is the future and we've been doing it for 30 something years. So we're, we're here and we're ready when people are, are ready. But yeah, to, to Erica's point, at least half uh, of our clients are females and they're very successful and they are looking for love and they're not expecting a man just because they're pretty to take care of them. That's, that's not, we don't do that. That's not us. What is the length of a service and how many matches do you make a year? Services range from one to three years. And it's an unlimited amount of introductions. So if you find yourself with a local membership, you're probably going to meet, um, you know, I don't know, it could be anywhere from five to 15 people a, a year, depending upon how, you know, if for some reason it's not working and you just keep meeting people. Um, but if you have a multi-office or a national Depending upon your schedule, you might be somebody that's in a different city quite often. And so we have the, I mean, we've worked with basketball um, coaches, for example, NBA. Um, They're in a different city every single week. And so we're able to match them more frequently than if they were just in one city. And you kind of go, well, what's the point in meeting somebody if they're not in your city? The gentleman that I just mentioned that was having the chocolate cake during the sunset, he met someone in, in California. He lived in Florida. And at first he's like, what's the point? And I said, well, you're coming out here to meet us. I would like to match you so we get an idea of what you want. So he meets this woman and he said, he met actually three women, but out of one of them, he said, this one particular woman is exactly my type. So then we went into our files and we found somebody similar in Florida within a certain you know, 15, 20 minute drive. And that's the woman that he married. We would not have known about that woman had we not matched him in California. So we will mat- we have the ability to match people in most cities where when they when they have a membership and it's really about learning about them discovering more about if we're on track and then we can be more localized when we're finding the exact person for them um we can be more strategic but at first we don't know what we're looking for right so we've got to introduce you to a few people so if you're traveling let's introduce you in New York let's introduce you while you're skiing in Aspen let's introduce you while you're playing golf in you know in the Carolinas and then let's find the right match for you and then you can tell us who you want and if it's in St. Louis or if it's in Chicago great now we know what we're looking for and we're going to go find her in that city how interesting so you basically touch base with every client you have and figure out what they want and looking somewhere locally for them yeah, and then we try to make it as easy as 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 easy as we can. So it's one to three years, and um, the matches can be anywhere from two or three if we if we get it right in the beginning, which is a lot of people, and it can just keep going. I mean, if you're if you're getting your feedback form in and you are a, a kind person, and we just haven't got that actual match yet, where well, there's no reason for us to stop. We don't say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you've had ten matches, you're done." We don't count the matches. We 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 look for opportunities, not not numbers, I guess would be the best way to say it. Some clients are really interested in getting to know 
who they are and what they want. And, and they want to discover that through their introductions. It sort of helps them narrow down, like Amber said, those things that they truly are looking for. And some are really interested in the quality of the match and they want it truly to be spaced out and they want to be methodical and mindful about each one and spending their time. So it really depends on the preference of the client. And like she said, we we don't limit the number of introductions. So it, it really is sort of a case by case um, from one to the other, having many introductions or just a few and really finding that one person. Yeah, that's very true. Thank you. I learned so much about everything you told me today and the least, but not the last, how can people contact you? Well, they can find us. Um, I guess the best way would be go to our website. A lot of people don't know how to say our name. I always tell them it's three syllables. It helps with the spelling. So it's Kelleher. Um, so it's K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R and uh, Kelleher-international.com. And uh, when you go to our website, it's fun to check out the press page because you can see all the shows and and read the articles. And that really describes who we are because a lot of people say, well, how are you different from other companies? And how did you get started? And how do you do what you do? And so when you go to the press page and you watch some of our articles and read it, you really do learn a lot. But to contact us, you just go to the contact us page. You fill out a form. It's all free. It's all confidential. We will get on the phone with you. We'll have um, you know, a heart-to-heart conversation. We'll tell you about how, how things work in more detail. We'll learn about you. That profile is not shared with anyone. It goes directly to our team. And then we can decide if this is the right match. If you want to stay free and stay passive in our files, that's perfectly fine. But if you would like us to be active and actually go to work for you on your behalf, then we have to look at where do you live? Um, how old are you? You know, What would be the best membership? Would it be local? Would it be international? Would it be multi-office? And, um, and then once we decide on that, then you meet your matchmaking team, you meet your matchmaker, you meet your, um, your network developer, you meet your market director, the people that are in charge of the territories that you have um, added to your contract. And then you usually meet a match within, well, I'd say anywhere between um, one week to 10 days. And we're often, we're often running. You can find me on um, Amber underscore Kelleher on Instagram. And then of course, Kelleher International has Facebook and Twitter. So I'm just going like to follow you. These companies now. <laughs> you do what? I'm going to follow you on oh, good. Instagram. <laughs> good. I'll be sure to post this, uh, <laughs> the radio show. Yeah. No, it's fun. You know, I mean, it, most people don't find us on social media because they're they're really, you know, they're really busy and they've got their businesses to run and this and that. But I was just on a I was just on a podcast this morning and we were talking about how all the 20 year olds right now that use social media daily we'll be in their thirties in 10 years and they're all going to expect us to be, you know, heavily in social media right now. We can say, "Eh, it doesn't really make a difference. Our clients aren't looking for us on social media, but that's going to change soon. So we're, we're really going to be marketing ourselves more on social media too. So you'll, you'll be able to find us on, uh, you know, on radio shows, podcasts, TV. And then of course, in the airlines, you can always, if you fly United, you still open up the the magazine and you'll see us there and you can take a picture and then, and then uh, fill out a form. And hashtag on Instagram, hashtag Kelleher International. There you go. That works. <laughs> well, thank you, Amber and Erica for your time. That was a fun interview with you too. Thank you, Daphne. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We look forward to love in everyone's future. Looking forward to it. 
<laughs> All right, take care. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.